a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Back Rebels and Imperials to Force Ghost Coast to Coast. I am Brian. With me, as always, are Liz and Matt. And we are here to talk about the finale, the final 40 minutes of Star Wars Droids. Um, so, Liz, you were not here with us last time we talked about the, the ending of uh, the, sort of the last arc of season one of Droids. Did you go back and catch up or no? Did you go into this blind? I will tell you that I went into this blind. Did I have, you know, hopes of watching the other episodes? I did. Did I watch them? I did not. Well, you're in luck, Liz, because this is a fucking prequel to that arc. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I, I was thinking, I'm like, oh, is Mungo, like, a new character? Did he no. exist in the prior Mo- episodes? Mungo oh, was there in the gosh. prior episodes, but this is... But why would they do a prequel, Matt? Why? <laughs> I don't know. And, 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 a, and a prequel that does something very interesting where the main character, next time you see him, is worse. Yes. Worse? It's it's the it's the it's the Legolas Hobbit. He learns the same lessons twice for some reason. <laughs> wow, worse you say? Uh huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Th- there there is a lot of weirdness in this. Um. But let's let's sort of start at the beginning, which is that this is inherently the worst episode of Droids for one reason. Can you guys guess what the reason is? No intro music. Absolutely, well, Matt. Different intro music. No theme song. No. I mean, in the we did have a small '80s riff in the uh, what the Astromech Sex Pit, whatever that is. <laughs> yes, the, the harem. Uh, the harem. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the R two harem. Yeah, not much that was better. My favorite part. <laughs> but yeah, we got a little song there. But yeah, they. I was like, why are we going so dark out of the gate? Yeah, I I I, yeah. I need that little theme song in my life yep. every now and then. New theme song, new aspect ratio. <laughs> yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were some strange decisions made uh, when this the, when this episode aired. Um, so yeah, this is. I, I I have so many questions about this. Was this planned to come out before that last arc, and there was some sort of confusion or? I don't know, trouble at the animation mine where they couldn't mine the animation fast enough. Like what what do you think yeah. possibly caused this to be because this is this is before Star Wars got obsessed with prequels. I mean, at this point, yeah. George Lucas had announced that that, you know, episode four was, you know, not just Star Wars, it was episode four A New Hope. So there's always this idea that there would be stories from beforehand. But in this context, it makes no sense. I didn't I didn't look into it, but I'm assuming like this was actually like recorded and made after not recorded it's not live action um <laughs> but it was produced after the original you know what? series like you season. you talk for a minute I- i'm going to look this up you you yeah. talk for a minute because i i have um in another nerdy aside been watching the 1990s x-men series um okay. where by season 3 they did not care about continuity at all and episodes just ended up wherever they ended up because if production was finished on this story arc, put, toss it in. Doesn't matter if it requires characters from another one. Um, I wonder if this was like, this could have been the original story arc for all I know. Because it, I mean, we'll get to it. But it both ends with such finality 
but also with a huge open door. Like, simultaneously closes the story, yet opens it up for more. Yeah, that's, I don't... A, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a good way yeah. to put it. I... But yeah, it's very confused. Because it also looks different, which makes it feel like it was either something individually made before and or after the original season. It it says it, it it's billed as a movie. Yeah. It it's billed as a movie. It does say it was originally set for mm-hmm. release in December of 85 but was rescheduled for June of 86. Also lowest ratings of a TV special for that season. Wow. Oh, man. I mean, I don't know what it was up against, uh but bad. You yeah, it felt very you... much like a movie um like an anime series movie where you know the characters from the series, but they're just doing things random that doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's crazy that the uh that a Star Wars property, even in the fallow times of nineteen eighty five, eighty six, will get the lowest rating on TV at the time. It it does. And even something, you know, geared towards kids, you know, I feel like, you know, right, just... yeah. Hmm. Maybe it wasn't like, advertised very well or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There's also, no I wonder what, like, other TV specials there were. Yeah. It, I, I don't, know. again, I don't know the timing. But that Thundercats special Ooh. was pretty good. Thundercats? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it's comparing against. Rainbow Bright Goes to the Zoo, I Oof. think, was that time period. Mm-hmm. I did love some Rainbow Bright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a very, very strange, like the whole thing is 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 a strange setup. But let's yeah. let's let's put that aside for now. Okay. So, uh, you know, in this episode, we see that R two and three PO are on the way to meet Mungo Boabab, mm-hmm. and somehow three PO has met him without R two meeting him. I don't I don't those, those, I don't think those two traveled in different circles at all. But somehow <laughs> somehow three PO knows who he is. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's going to meet him, and he's, he's trying to put in a good word for his pal R2. And mm. R2 in this sequence is like every clumsy butler in every bad British comedy of all time. Just like mm-hmm. he's falling through things. He has a mop and he's slipping. It's so out of character for who R2-T2 is. Yeah, they, they definitely had a new actor go a different direction with R2 for this uh, special. <laughs> yeah, for a couple of reasons, which we'll get to in a, in a few minutes. But so they, they try to get to, to Mungo, but their ship is is raided by bad people. And they wind up on this planet. The planet, same planet Mungo's on, but they're, the planet is being drained of all of its moisture. And Mungo is captured. And the droids are put to work. Well, most droids are put to work. But R2 units go into the R2 harem. <laughs> oh, with, best part. Best part. Which is literally like a spa where like uh-huh. they're in oil baths and there's there's some there's some eighties kind of soft rock playing and uh uh-huh. everyone's just enjoying themselves. This is yeah. this is a this is a fucking ball. Um, Real sexy dip into the oil bath. Yeah, yeah. and I I, I liked how the female droids were, you know, typical girl colors. Got some yes. droids. And, and, and somewhat shapelier somehow. Yeah, yeah all it's curves. Hard. All curves. They were, they were circles. Yeah. They were, yeah. They were BB-8s, pretty much. Yes, exactly, yes. Um, and uh, so the reason that the R2 droids have this uh, charmed life is because 
the sort of uh, I don't know what was his name the like giant was it just the Great Heap is that his name or is that the Great Heap is his name he is an abominator abominor okay I wasn't which is sure a... if the Great Heap was like the 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 organization that he represented or if that that's him. no 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 he okay. he himself is the Great Heap okay mm-hmm. okay so the Great yeah. Heap like needs to recharge himself. By basically just sucking on an RT unit. <laughs> yeah. That, okay. <laughs> Is it a spoiler for the end that, like, he was just draining them instead of plugging himself into a battery? Because you could just plug the R2D units back in and they'd be fine. It, it like, was... they were temporary batteries, but he was just tossing them. Yeah. Because well, it gets easier to get new R2 units than just plug them in. I mean, Matt, to be fair, how many times have all of us lost our phone chargers? Mm, yeah. Come on. True. And just also 80s evil villain character development. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that is true also. Um, but yeah, so he just he just sucks out an R2 unit, get, drains all of its juices, and then throws it away. Yeah. Uh, a couple other things just to set the stage here. There is a little kid who sounds a lot like Jake Lloyd as young Anakin, mm-hmm. along with some sort of weasel alien? I don't know how to describe this thing. This little like yeah. little thing that digs around on the ground. Um He looked mm-hmm. yeah, he looked like a like a four legged version of the um like you know the the I guess they're the nerds? Are they nerds themselves? Those little monsters on the nerd packages? I suppose oh. those are nerds themselves, yes. Yeah, they yeah. Yeah, that's what he reminded me of. I had written mm. down purple four-legged Mac and me. Uh, okay, character. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, the best I could come up with was like mini Grimace, but with weird ears, <laughs> which is much worse than both of yours. No, I, I think if you took all three of our descriptions and put them together, you would get that. You would get exactly what that thing is. Um, but yeah, so, you know, this 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 whole episode is about like they have to – First, they have to spring Mungo. They have to get him some water because he's because he's going thirsty like everyone else. They're all going to die of thirst. And, uh, you know, at the same time, R2 is is falling in love with mm-hmm. with, with one of these shapely uh, uh, lady droids. And mm-hmm. uh, we get a an incredibly harrowing scene where he watches her die. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was, that was difficult. That was tough, guys. <laughs> This is the 80s. We all watched the second Ewok movie. Yes, we did. We know what they're capable of. Star Wars just got the darkest it's ever been. Yeah. Yeah. Not not Anakin Skywalker killing uh, all the Tusken Raiders because one of them uh, made naughty with his mom. But now it's uh, we're just we're just killing just killing cute characters left and right. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's. we get so Matt. I feel like you and I had coined this term. I don't remember about what, but I had written here that Mungo puts on droid face. Yes, well, because we had seen a character do it earlier. Oh. the The female character in the first arc of season one also is that what it was? Okay, yeah. Although in in this, it feels more like Buffalo Bill because C three PO is a gas. To him putting on the the carcasses of fellow droids, right, which in that right. moment I was like, "Oh yes, that is that's weirder than I saw it the first time." But yes, 
Yeah, this is second instance of droid face. Yeah, so uh, you know that's definitely uh, that that happens here, and yeah. of course everything he... about the last twenty minutes of this was insane. Yes, um, especially because like he doesn't seem to give any consideration to finding droid parts that fit him. So like Mm-mm. his hand just flies off in the middle of this uh, little performative yeah. act he's doing, and well uh... because he he. <laughs> He plays a protocol droid, so he comes out just sex in the city gay, like <laughs> flailing about, complaining about needing to be oiled. Um, really, really weird. But yeah, it's yeah, yeah, that happens. Um, Liz, what are, what are some things you want to talk about from this? I, I've gone through a lot of my list already. Um, honestly, really, the main thing I wanted to talk about was the harem of R2 units, which we have mm-hmm. definitely mentioned. Um, R2's, you know, girlfriend um, and how she was horrifically killed. I, I did like um, the fact also that the uh, I, the moisture eater was the name of the thing eating all of the moisture out of the atmosphere. <laughs> Real creative, yeah. That, yeah. And that it was mentioned many times. Oh, I wonder, also, I wonder how they came up with that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was some creative writing. Also, at the beginning, when Mungo rode in on whatever that horse-like creature was, I felt like it was a warm climate tauntaun. I felt like that was a tauntaun, but just yes, yeah, a summer in a warm climate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even just the way it started, like making noise when that ship showed up, tauntaun, but just in a different climate. Yeah. It, um, oh, man. Matt, what were some other things you want to talk about? I have a few more, but what were some of the things you want to talk about? I think uh for me, I just do what I do want to discuss the logistics of the <laughs> Mongo breakout scene. <laughs> so Mongo is in a, a cell um and is given a saw to saw his way out overnight. So he spends the entire night sawing out a single bar from his cell. (laughs) And as the big bad guy, Screed, um, who who is a returning character, comes in through an open door, he then kicks out the single bar, somehow gets out through a now what was six inch gap. It is now. (laughs) 12 inches um, instead of going through the open door, then dives down into a sewer vent and pulls what looks to be a fire suppression handle, but I guess pushes it instead of pulls it. So it makes a bunch of fire, <laughs> which I didn't know is how those things worked. Um, and then runs away and then we have the uh, the battle sequence between the Abominator and uh, R2-D2, which yeah. is very much um, Attack of the Clones. Feels very, very inspired. Yes. <laughs> it also felt a little bit like the death of Optimus Prime in Transformers the movie, mm. except that you knew it wouldn't last even until the end of the movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. Especially as this is a prequel, we've seen R2, you know, shortly after mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so uh, th- this scene, uh, this this episode rather, also establishes that uh, R two D two can cry. I mean, I mean, I mean, three people, right? C three people can cry because mm-hmm. before the water starts falling from the sky, water is falling from his face. Which, uh, you know, I understand. Yeah. Like for a kids' show, they probably feel like that's something that I don't know makes sense for kids. But you know, it. it may, I mean, it's it's pretty it's, it's pretty dumb is yeah. what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, because he had a, he had a good gig going. What more could C three PO want than oiling up? hot sweaty robots you mean uh, yeah his, yeah absolutely yeah his job was just to th- throw oil on muscular workout bots come on <laughs> that does seem like it's ripped right from his dream journal doesn't it yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah uh so a couple other things i wanted to mention here i wanted to um I wanted to talk about how at the end of it, you get this impression that R2 and his lady friend are going to live happily ever after. But we know he lives for another hundred years and never sees her again, <laughs> which adds a whole sort of like real sadness to the proceedings. Yeah. Um, but I mean, at least a hundred years, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I figured this, this takes place, even if we're being generous and say this takes place right before, um, a new hope, which I don't think it does. That's still like 40, 50 years before the force awakens. And we, and droids don't like die of natural causes. So he's, he yeah. probably has, you know, a long time to go. Just, just now every time we see R2 sad, we know he's thinking about that pink robot. Mm-hmm. Aww. A little, little egg, little egg. Mm, framed a little differently now. He's <laughs> lost love. <sighs> yeah. It really weird. So, Matt, you had told us before we got on the air tonight that there was a connection from the Great Heap to the rest of the Star Wars universe. Yes. So, so please share this with us. The so the, it, It's vaguely shown in the episode, but as watching it, what would you think the Great Heap's motivation is, its goal is? Hmm. Um... Well, I mean, obviously, he's he's trying to get all of the uh, moisture out of this planet so they can mine it mm-hmm. for for something. Now, Mungo shows up with that shiny blue rock thingy. I presume those are the things he's going to mine it for. Yes. Um, are you going to tell me those are supposed to be kyber crystals? No, they're not kyber crystals. Okay. No, no, no. Okay, that's what but I But he is essentially, yes, eating the planet. Um. Because he is from a race, the Abominators, um, who were the sworn enemies of the Yuzung Vong. They come from the same universe, almost conquered them, had a galaxy-wide war between them and the big bad guys of the extended universe. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then escaped into this end of the universe. So the Great Heap is feeding on that planet. Um, because they eventually become the size of planets and become large, autonomous um, killing machines. So it's a, uh, yeah. Wow. Mm. So, that, so that, I mean, that's a huge part of the EU. Yeah. Like top, like three or four villainous characters from the EU. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that's... what I was looking up because I was trying to remember, like, who are any of these people's names? I don't know. <laughs> yellow, yellow creature, whatever. Um. 
But I was like, oh, wait, Great Heap. The what? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's really weird. That is really weird. But, I mean, it also, it, it, I guess it kind of makes sense. When you think about, like, the way that Star Wars had to progress for all those years, when there wasn't a ton of source material, if people wanted to tie Star Wars stuff into other into other things, they were somewhat limited by, like, what was what was physically around them at the time, right? So you could, you could mm-hmm. draw from the characters that were in some of the novels that came out early on. You could draw from the, the different TV shows and the different uh, films, but there wasn't, like, there wasn't a whole lot to draw from. So I guess it makes sense someone saw The Great Heap and was like, you know what, that's kind of a cool-looking design. Let's do mm-hmm. more with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that, that is, that is mm-hmm. unexpected and a little bit interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I I was like, what in the this is crazy, but I mean, Star Wars is uh, it's crazy. Star Wars <laughs> is also very incestuous. Like once an idea gets hold someplace, mm-hmm. it sort of shows up all over Star Wars for a while. Yeah, yeah. So um, Ralph McQuarrie's art books will live forever. Yes, exactly for that exact reason. <laughs> yeah. Um. So now that we have uh, completed our droids journey. I don't think any of us were expecting this to be like a life-changing uh, event of television proportions uh, for for anything. But sort of based on what we thought droids would be, how do we feel now that droids is over? Um, I uh, I for the most part regret it. <laughs> <laughs> I I would say I liked the this episode slash movie better than the rest of it. I would say if you're gonna watch anything, watch this. It doesn't have like the cool like Boba Fett and IG eighty eight, but it is paced decently as opposed to some of the other episodes. Um so I would say if you want to get a taste of droids, this is where to get it. Man, I have yeah. no idea if I agree with you or not. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. I just Liz, because what are you it, it it felt less dizzying than a lot of the other episodes. Um because there were some especially in arc number 2 that there was so much nonsensical action happening that it was almost hard to follow what was going on on screen at times. I agree with that, but I do want to say one thing about this, which is that I watched this a couple days ago, uh, and I got a phone call in the middle of this. And so I paused it for, you know, 10 minutes, talked to my mom, and then came back on the phone and had had to rewind because I'd totally forgotten what happened. Because <laughs> ev- because everything that happens happens, like, very... Like, it happens both quickly and also... It once it's over, it's kind of over forever. Mm-hmm. Like there, some things happen, and then they're just never referenced again. Um, and so I, I don't, I really don't know if this is the one I'd recommend. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I'd recommend any of it actually. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Liz, yeah. how do you feel about this question of what you'd recommend to people? Yeah, I, I, I think this might be. I had a difficult time paying attention to this movie. 
slash episode more so than the others. I don't know if it's because I haven't seen the entire season. Nope, nope, it's, it's not that. It's not okay. that. Don't worry. No, this makes more sense not having seen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, I, yeah, you were I better placed. <laughs> all right, good. So maybe, oh, man. Tough times. Yeah, just uh, all of that. You know, there was all that conveyor belts. All those <laughs> there scenes. There was a lot of conveyor belts. I, I kept, mm-hmm. And then uh, C-3PO on, like, the surgical table. Those scenes always Oh, I forgot me. about that. I don't fully understand what was happening there. Yeah, and then, like, at the end, were those, like, what, what was going on with those, like, Transformers things? of? I forgot people? about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There were mini bots that then came together after a couple tries and became a hover bike with a jet gun, which you then assumed the great heap was going to ride on. No, the jet bike just flew on its own and then blew up. Yeah. So like, there was so much I just didn't understand, and this was a cartoon yeah. for children. Yeah, I did like at that point the great heap was like. Fuck it, I'm a giant robot and just threw something and killed R2D2. That that, that is that is exactly how R2D2 dies. He, he, he is he is killed by the by the realization that that, 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 that he's a giant guy. Uh, like, oh, I just throw something at it. Like, yeah, you're bigger than the thing you're fighting. <laughs> oh man. And then when that, that kid is like wheeling around in the tank and just running over stormtroopers. <laughs> It was just a bunch of like wild random shit that I just. <laughs> yeah, I, I somehow oh, no. blocked out the last like ten minutes of it because it was just so crazy. Yeah. Well, and then some of my notes when like the Great Heap was running out of power, I'm like, is he like the Wicked Witch of the West? Is the rain causing him? I had to, the like, same melt? question. Yeah. It... Yeah. Like, go inside. <laughs> Yeah, very weird. And then it ends been like, well, the the rain is back on, so now we can <laughs> the Beetle Bab company can force these native people to mine <laughs> that gems tough. for us. Because yeah. you know they weren't giving them a fair deal. No. <laughs> they were claiming that no, you have the rights to that. We're gonna buy them from you. It's like, mm-hmm, yeah, that's really better than the Empire having robots do it. Like I don't <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where Screed is like, this isn't over. And then <laughs> and then it's like, no, everything's good now. It's like, wait, don't you have another leg of this series to go? I don't know what's happening. No, they don't, because that's it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was, goodbye. No, no Ewok crossover. <clears throat> I think you need to get to season three before you start doing crossovers, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, a little bit of uh, information here. Apparently, the female R2-D2 is actually a KT-10. Oh. Um, which is technically not an R2 unit, apparently. Uh, mm-hmm. Though she is described as an R2 unit in the second and third editions of the Guide to the Star Wars Universe in the Star Wars Encyclopedia. That is where all the information comes from. Yep. We just really need to get – we need to get, like, a reference set for our desks that has all yes. those books. And we can, I will tell you that I have a Star Wars encyclopedia sitting right next to me at the moment. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I um it's very heavy. <laughs> yeah. I just have the uh the New Hope annotated script next oh, to me. Okay. So okay. Yeah. 
I, I did just get from my day job a nice allotment to get some new like bookshelves and things for my office. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping to make a little reference area for my pod from my various podcasts. There you go. Um, but we'll see if that happens or not. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be uh, visual dictionaries from DK next to those giant um, baseball stats binders. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, <laughs> this wasn't. In- what was that? <laughs> this was an inheritance. So, oh, okay. uh... <laughs> I, I I look forward to my children one day calling all of my shit an inheritance, which they will not. <laughs> they will they will be cursing all of dad's stuff they have to throw away. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do we do with all these Star Wars books and cheap guitars? Well, that's for you to figure out, kids. Mm-hmm. So good luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not even wishing them good luck on this. It's just listen. By then, we'll have a a fourth trilogy, and they can make their own podcast about it. That's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we, we are at the end of our droids journey here. Um, I am I'm legitimately surprised at. I don't want to say how insignificant this is. I didn't think there was going to be anything like revelatory in this, but I expected there to be some stuff. Like you would just think that with the nature of how these things work, a concept, a character, something would have been a spark here for something important. I guess Matt, you talking about the connection to the EU is mm-hmm. is sort of is sort of that. But Yeah. But I was I, gonna say Boba Fett's gun. It's like, uh, oh no, that's the Christmas special. It's that, not even this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I went to that Star Wars exhibit in the city, that fan exhibit you on did. Saturday. Oh I did. And You didn't um, call your podcast co host on that one? I know it was a gift uh, from my friends. We uh, yeah. that's why she couldn't see uh, Universe of Madness, Multiverse oh, okay. of Madness. Oh, okay. Oh yes, and so um, it was organized by like um, time, by like you know movies, like you know prequels, original right, series. Right, right, yeah. And for each one, they had uh, information like um, trivia, uh, Star Wars trivia, and one of the ones when it talked about Kylo Ren, it mentioned. Kaibo Ren. So I did mention that. Okay. Yeah. It did. Yeah. I was like, oh, I am familiar with that thanks to uh, our viewing of droids for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm scratching my brain as to anything that was a carryover. Because even, even Ewoks movie two, the creatures they ride on, we see again Um, in The Mandalorian. Yes. I can't think of anything that's a crossover. This is, to to me, this is actually the most interesting era of Star Wars because it is, it's, it's something that people younger than us will have no concept of. It was the time between Star Wars being popular and Star Wars being ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. And so there could be st- – and look, there are certain Star Wars things that are failures, but, like, everyone thinks Attack of the Clones is trash, right? But that movie made a buttload of money. Like, that mm-hmm. – you know, it was not a failure in the sense of the way that, you know, certain movies, you know, just, just flop and, and never never recover the, their, their budget. Nothing Star Wars is ever going to be that big of a flop ever again. This is the biggest failure that Star Wars will ever know, essentially, mm-hmm. this era. And I find that fascinating, right? I find that I find those decisions really interesting. I, I find the early novels really interesting for that same reason. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, while I I did not particularly enjoy this, 
I sort of enjoy thinking about the uh I sort of enjoy thinking about like what the Star Wars universe was around this time. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I I asked that question to ask you guys if we're going to watch Ewoks next, the Ewoks cartoon. <laughs> or if we just take I a mean... break from these cartoons for a little while. Uh I don't know. We I mean, we've, got, we've got other stuff coming up. We've got Obi Wan. We've got that couple of books. Couple of books. Yeah, it's yeah. It'll be here. We. I don't think we need to dip into that well just yet. Okay, <laughs> that's that's the in case of emergency break glass yeah. of this podcast. Well, because uh, before before watching the movies, I would have said yes because I like Ewoks. I now hate Ewoks as a concept. <laughs> um, what if the cartoon redeems them for you? Maybe. I can't unsee those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what I was going to say, Matt, is I, I feel worse for you in this whole situation because you came into this being like, oh, shit, yeah, droids. I used to watch that. That was pretty good. I know. And then I know. we have just totally destroyed that memory of your childhood. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not, um... Matt. You, 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 can, you can talk. This is a safe space. You can tell us how we've ruined your life if you want. <laughs> no, no, no. I Listen. Like I like I said, I'm rewatching the X Men series now, so I you know it's, as an adult, sometimes things just don't don't hold up. That's true. Yeah, that true. yeah. Sometimes I try not to rewatch things that I loved in my childhood because mm-hmm. inevitably, <sighs> just not yeah. the same. Listen, See, Jurassic Park is still as good. That's all I care about. See, <laughs> true. Here here's the secret to that thing, Liz. Which mm-hmm. is that you have to love something when you were a kid, and then because you were an immature kid, you watched it way too long, and then because you have an immense sense of nostalgia that you wish you could break yourself of but you can't, you continue to watch it with consistency throughout your entire life. Therefore, it's never been good or bad. It's always just been the thing, which is my yeah, well, exact are... relationship with a bunch of things. Oh, like, yeah, and now are... you make podcasts about them, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes, are... but like specifically I'm talking about the old Super Friends cartoons, which are inherently not good, but I had Solomon a... Solomon v- Grundy wants pants, too. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> I can't believe you know that. My God. Um, <laughs> but so uh, the uh, I had like a VHS tape that my dad taped off TV of Super Friends that I kept with me like... I think I was married when I finally got rid of it. Like when I bought the DVDs of the show. Like because I just... I, it, it would be like when I was depressed or something, I would watch that... And it would bring me back to being a happy little child again. Mm. So, like, I never – the revisiting of that was never painful because it never really went away, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. It makes total sense. Yeah. Oh, my God. Liz just sent us a terrifying thing in our text chat. Oh, no. Oh, God. That is oh. from – that. that is from what, what I went to. Uh, oh, God. The, yep. Oh. <laughs> I, I was going to say I'll put this in the show notes, but listeners, you don't want to see this. Trust me. These are some, I... some fucked up Ewoks Liz sent us. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, they're just normal Ewoks. That's the no, problem. They're no, they're That's not. That's what they always look like, apparently. No, they don't. That one on the right's been through some shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's had a tough Love life. Up, man. Yeah. And look how big the uh, fingers are on those things. My goodness. Yeah. I know. Wow, yeah. that's that's truly nightmare fuel. Listeners, you'll thank me for not, not putting this in the show notes. No, that no, no one needs to see that. No, no one needs to see that at all. 
So anyway, yeah. I don't know what we're talking about next time, but in two times, in our in a month from now, we will have an episode about the first three or four episodes of Obi Wan Kenobi, which is exciting to talk about. Yeah. But we'll figure something out for next time. And remember, until then, the Force will be with you always.